Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello, and with me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you? I'm doing great, Jeff. I have to say, next to July 11th, today is among the most magical days for me. So if you were following along, you know that today is a, is a bonus show. Sandy is coming to us live from Walt Disney World, so we thought it would be an, an, a great opportunity to talk about a few things that are going on in Walt Disney World. As you know, the Disney Vacation Club resorts have opened today as we are recording this. Uh, it is Monday, June the 22nd. So Sandy, we have a couple of questions. I'm going to just start off with a couple of things because I think this is what a lot of our audience, a lot of Disney fans are thinking you can answer them in any way that you think is appropriate, um, but I think there's a couple things that everyone is going to be thinking about. One, obviously, pandemic going on. Did you feel safe? Two, did you feel weird? <laughs> uh, and three, you know, what would you say about the magic? Is the magic gone? Is it compromised? Is it just the same? In any way you want to tackle, though, those are the three things. Safety, does it feel strange, and, and how does the magic feel? So I... it's magical. I am beyond excited to be on property. And I have to say the cast is beyond excited to be back. It's a bit of a toss up who is more excited to be here. So the, the level of excitement is creating great magic. And it's, I missed it. You know, it's probably the longest I haven't been on Walt Disney World property in probably the last 10 years. So again, I was here our last show that talked a little bit about COVID. We recorded again while I was on property in the middle of the shutdown announcement. So it's been 90 days, a little bit more than 90 days since I've been here. And even just driving here in the car, I was driving at three o'clock in the morning. I was coming from over three hours away and I had the energy like I haven't had literally in months. I was so excited to be in the car and know that I was on my way back to Disney, even though for anyone that isn't clear, the parks are not open. So this is just a resort visit and Disney Springs. And it's amazing. Did I feel safe? I did. Um, Again, I am somebody that at home is going to the grocery store. I am social distancing. I'm not going to parties and things, but I am leaving my house. If you're somebody who hasn't left your house yet, this probably isn't your first stop. Um, cast is all wearing masks. Guests are wearing masks. It, I have to say, Disney typically is known for cleanliness, but it is over the top right now, and I don't think you're ever going to find a cleaner spot to be anywhere in the world, whether it's your own supermarket or the local businesses that you're going to. It is pretty spotless here. Did I feel weird? Honestly, a little bit. Um, Everyone always says, I want Disney to myself. I definitely don't have it to myself. (laughs) It's close, though. (laughs) I I walked down the boardwalk at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and there was one other person on the boardwalk. Um, You know, I don't know that short of 3 a.m. that I have ever not had people in my view walking around the resorts during the day and things like that. So that part of it was a little bit weird because you do expect lots of people at Disney, but definitely not weird enough to make me leave. It's definitely magical and I'm thrilled to be here. 
Okay, so obviously this is what you do, right? Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. You may, you help make the magic for other people. So we would be not doing ourselves justice by asking you a number of questions about what it's like to come on property, you know, as as they start to come out of this this unprecedented time. So let's start with arrival, right? Let's start with online check-in. So typically, if you've worked with us before, you know we're not a fan of online check-in. I think sometimes it misses some things. There's some reasons that I generally steer people away from it. But we've really shifted because Disney is shifting. They're asking everyone to do that online check-in. Part of that online check-in is your COVID acknowledgement and your health acknowledgement, as well as any criteria that you need to be aware of that the state of Florida may have set that does or doesn't make you eligible to be on property. So it kind of gets it all out of the way. You do your online check-in. Nice thing about the online check-in It prioritizes the room assignments. It gives you the opportunity to put in room requests. It asks you what time you're arriving so they can do their best to get your room on arrival. It's a super simple process um, done, again, on the My Disney Experience app. If you haven't downloaded your app or you're somebody who doesn't go in the app stores and update your app regularly, you definitely want to make sure that you've got an updated app because the app is more critical than ever in this post-COVID world. Is there anything else about that that you think we need to know? Or, or is that pretty much the app is, is updating the app is pretty much the, the key? Updating the app is really key. And then I'll mention the app for a couple of the things that I've experienced today that are new that if you're not working on a current version of the app, you're not going to have. And it's a reason also, even if you're working with an agency like ours who does a lot of that stuff for you in advance, take five minutes, go in the app, play around, kind of have an idea where to find things so that you're not stumbling for them while you're on the trip. What about the signage that, uh, that you're encountering when you're there? Disney is always an aesthetic dream. You know, some people get there by car. Some people take different types of transportation there. Talk to us about the signage as far as policy, cleanliness, anything that they've got going on. What have they made very visible to guests? It would be impossible to say that you haven't seen the sign that is their COVID warning, as well as a secondary sign that's little graphics that tell you things like you need to wear a mask, you need to be temperature free, all of those items. They have them on sandwich boards from the minute you drive in to as you're walking up to the front door to glued to the front door inside the lobby. Anytime you're going in and out of a resort, if you're entering a back entrance, a side entrance, they put them again. They've got the Reminder about the masks and things on the sides of garbage pails out by the pool. I would say in my first hour, and again, I did check in and wander the resort. That's what I'm here for. I didn't check in and head right to my room. I probably saw those same reminders 15 to 20 times. So it is definitely there for you to see. There is no chance of saying, oh, I didn't realize I had to wear a mask. You know, you go to the grocery store now and you go to check out, there's these plexiglass, you know, partitions in front of everything is stuff like that. Something that we've seen too, like in in the lobbies or or anytime that you're encountering a cast member. The plexiglass is everywhere. So for instance, when you get to the valet stand, 
there's plexiglass on one side, but not the other three. When I went down to Bar Riva, there's plexiglass where the cashier is, but not where the bartender is. There's lots of plexiglass. There's plexiglass at the front desk. There's plexiglass at every register, whether we're talking about a gift shop, a fast food location, as I said, at the bar. But not really every place that there's a cast member standing behind it. Definitely no shortage of plexiglass here now. <laughs> okay. So if you've been to property, you know when you arrive, you meet with the, either the concierge or, or some cast member that checks you in. They give you your information. They, they give you a magic band if you're checking into the resort. Sometimes they're touching it. Sometimes, you know, there's a lot of people that could be waiting in the lobby. I know you were one of the first to arrive in, in, in your situation today, but you saw plenty of the property today. Talk to us about the spacing, the social distancing spacing, and, and any kind of interaction the cast may have with a tangible item like a magic band that they could be giving to a guest. You bet. And again, it's part of the reason that they're really encouraging that online check-in. If you are not a first-time visitor or your magic bands were mailed to you at home, you'll be getting a text with your room number and you can go direct to your room. You can skip the front desk. So A, it's a time saver and B, it's one less interaction with people. Great for COVID, not great for social life. Um, If they are giving you a band or they're tapping your band to check on it. Maybe you need help with something during your stay. They are using alcohol swabs to wipe down the band. They'll then hold the band at one end with it being held by their fingers or touching the alcohol swab, not the band. And then you take the band out of their hand. They throw out the alcohol swab. So again, they're really doing a lot to keep up with that. You know, you can't always hand wash. But they've got the alcohol. There is hand sanitizer everywhere. Every time you come into a building, there is hand sanitizer. Every time you're going into a gift shop, into the main floor of the elevator, not every guest floor, but if it's a back entrance from a pool area or the floor the lobby is on, you'll find hand sanitizer at the elevators as well. What about the spacing between people? Did you see any of that going on? So they do have things spaced out. Um, They do, for instance, at the check-in desk, have those six-foot spacers. If you're waiting, it says wait here. Um, When you're down at the pool, they've put the chairs six feet apart, and they have signs not to move them. I learned today that a pool noodle is six feet long. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... We'll talk a little bit about dining in a minute, but I was one of the first people into the quick service location, and the manager was walking around with a pool noodle, and it took me a minute to understand exactly what was going on. But she was using it to show the cast members working that they needed to stay six foot apart. And here's this pool noodle. If you're not this far apart from each other, you're too close to each other. Interesting. Who knew a pool noodle would be so versatile? You know? <laughs> um, you, you had talked about the elevator a little bit with hand sanitizer and some wiping. Is there anything else about, I mean, you know, I know I have some friends that work in New York and they're being told they're not going to go back until until January because if they all tried to use the elevator, it would take them 10 hours to get up and, and down. So what kind of capacities do they have on the elevator, you know, as far as, you, bet. you know, bell so, hops and things like that? Like, wh- where do we stand with that? When you get to the elevator, and again, this is the main floor on arrival, they assume if you're coming from your room and heading back down, that you've washed your hands in your room and you're good to go. 
Um, on the main floors, the elevators have a wipe container. It's actually, it looks like a garbage pail, but out of the top, you can pull a wipe and then there's a garbage pail on the bottom. I personally pulled a wipe, used it to hit the button, and I took my wipe with me. I used it inside to hit the button again. So again, I think it's a little bit of overkill. The elevator buttons have probably never been as clean as they are right now because <laughs> everybody's using these wipes. Right. Um, the elevators do have capacity signs. It is either one family or four unrelated people. Um, it's not super crowded right now. I will say I got on an elevator with two other people that also were not related to each other. And everybody kind of got in and went to their own corner of the elevator. Again, I've been saying to our clients, if you are not comfortable going out, don't go here. They're doing phenomenal things and they're doing as much as they can do you can get your own elevator probably 90 percent of the time but that other 10 percent are you going to be okay getting in with somebody are you going to be okay taking the stairs and if the answer to both of those is no it's not time for you to come maybe it's october maybe it's december january when we're hearing there's a vaccine you know they're doing as I said, extraordinary things, but everybody has a different comfort level. It's no different than anything else we've talked about in the show. You know, it, it, it's unique to you. You have to make the decisions for you, and, and the safety piece is, is no different. Um, what about the what about the bellmans and, and the bellhop? Any kind of luggage services? What's the changes that you've seen with that? So they are still taking luggage, but they are not entering your room, which also means they are not delivering luggage to rooms where there is nobody. Okay. So the bellman will meet you. The bellman will handle your luggage. Again, if you don't want someone touching your stuff, you don't have to use a bellman. But, you you know, bell services is still available. Any information uh, at recording date about Magical Express as far as handling luggage and delivering to rooms? So that's going to be the same thing. They are calling up to the room to deliver it to Got you it. to make okay. sure that somebody is in the room. But it is deliverable, and they are socially distancing on the Magical Express buses. Okay, um, let's talk about dining. Right, we had said we were gonna we were gonna talk about it. So I know that you did quite a few uh, hops around the the world today to try to get your dining situation settled, so you can give us as much information as possible. You've got a laundry list here of things that I know you can talk about, so I'm just going to kind of give you the floor and I'll follow up with any questions. And I will say I'm a little bit unique. One of the big changes that I didn't mention early in the show, Disney generally encourages, as we've talked about when we do our resort-specific shows, that guests can visit other resorts. You can go shop in other resorts. You can go tour around. You can go grab ice cream because the gelato is amazing over at Art of Animation or the Boardwalk Bakery is incredible. They're kind of putting a little bit of a pause on that. Currently, if you want to drive to a resort, you either need to be a resort guest or you need a sit-down dining reservation. So you can't go to an open bar or an open fast food location just to eat if you're not a guest there. The only way you could do that would be to come in from a Disney Springs bus. But yes, I went all over the world, literally, today. <laughs> um, and because I wanted to see what's new. Quick service has changed drastically. Sit-down dining has changed drastically. And I am going to start with the highlight of my dining today. 
And if any of our servers or management team from Topolino is listening, you guys are awesome. I adore you all. I had a great breakfast. I made some amazing friends up at breakfast today. Topolino right now is the only character breakfast on property and will be for the near future. Um, so I know, are we going to see characters? It's been a big question for people. And, you know, I still like to see Mickey and Minnie. It doesn't matter how old I am. Sure. So they are doing it a little bit different. Um, for the character portion, the characters, if you've done Topolino, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, it's going to be a little bit similar kind of to Chef Mickey. They call each character in. They do a little parade around the room one by one. And then they do a birthday celebration song where the characters dance around the room. So they're not coming table to table, but they are actually interacting way closer to the guests than I expected. I was very pleasantly surprised. I had a great time. If you stand up as they're parading around, you can get a picture with them several feet behind you. Um, and of course, then they're not doing autographs, but they have created a special autograph piece for every table to leave with that is included in your breakfast price. Got it. So definitely modified, but definitely modified. Um, but it really, the modification starts from when you get there. And again, that's why I'm saying there's a huge push for the app. You can now do online check-in for sit-down dining, which I hope it stays because I will be honest, I warn clients, you know, this isn't your local restaurant. You're not going to get to some place like Chef Mickey's in Crystal Palace and walk up to the podium and they're standing there waiting for you. You're going to walk up to the podium and you're going to be number three to 12 in line. Now you can go into the My Disney Experience app when you're within 400 feet of the podium and click, I'm here now. And it's a great menu. It's a four-step menu. It reconfirms the number of adults. It asks if you need handicapped seating. Then the next screen asks if you have any food allergies, and it gives you options to pick from. And then the last screen asks if you're celebrating anything. Once you get all the way through those screens, and again, boom, 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 we're talking a minute to get it done. It'll confirm that you've been checked in, and then you'll get a text as soon as you're ready. They'll call you in, walk you to your table, and again, here's where the technology is coming in. Instead of putting menus down on your table, they're putting down like a third sheet of paper, and it has a QR code on it. When you scan the QR code, it brings up the full menu for you. They do have a limited number of paper menus if you're having some technology issues, and they do have some kid menus if you need them to keep busy. The kid menus have always been paper here because they usually have crossword puzzles and coloring and things like that, so you can still get those kids' menus. Interesting. Okay. Um, let me ask you one question that I know on my trips are important to me. You know, the refillable mugs, have we, have we gone away from those? Do they exist? What's the, what's the, the situation? They do exist in a little bit of a different format. Um, they have, first of all, again, for the quick service dining, there's a real push to pre-order and do mobile ordering if you can. That way you're not standing in the restaurant in close proximity making those choices. Do it on your app, and then they'll prepare the food for you. The refillable mugs, and I know we're going to have a conservationist or two that says it's a waste. It's a waste, but it's 
the safest way to have refillable mugs right now. Every resort has turned their refillable station into a cast member only option. So you're going to walk up to a table and say to them, I'd like Diet Coke or I'd like coffee. They'll see your refillable mug. They're going to give you a paper cup with your Diet Coke, and then you can pour the paper cup into your mug. Okay. So there is a middleman at this point. There is a middleman so that everybody isn't touching those machines. Now, again, I think the volume on a refillable soda machine is pretty high. It's interesting to me that the soda machines by the ice machines are still turned on and available. Mm -hmm. So serve yourself that way. Talking about self-serve, what about the vending machines? Those are all open. Okay. Um, Still, you gotta, you gotta help me with my ignorance. Do they accept cash or is it all magic band? Uh, the vending machines are cash and credit card, not magic. Okay. I, I've actually, I don't think I've ever used a vending machine in Walt Disney World. That's why it's a, it's a strange scenario, but I know people do. So I think it's important that people know that. Um, anything else about dining that you, that you do want to mention before we move on to some kind of commerce? I think if you've done dining in any Walt Disney World location, you probably remember those really thick black leather folios that they deliver your Mm check-in that everybody and their brother has now put their fingerprints on. So courtesy of Disney Visa, they've always had a nice little logo on there. There is now paper folios. So you're going to get that paper with the Disney Visa logo. Your receipt is in there. And that is a single-use paper folio. All of these items that they're switching to now that are paper, be it the adult menu or the folio, are all single-use paper items, and they are recycling the paper, not reusing it in its same format. Got it. Okay. Uh, Moving away from dining, let's talk about some of the gift shops. You know, there's a million gift shops inside of Walt Disney World. Uh, The hotels are no different. Talk to us a little bit about that experience. So as you said, there are a million and they are different. Um, If you're at some place like Riviera or even the little market downstairs by the seashore in Grand Floridian, there's small gift shops. There's single entrance gift shops. Um, They do have a cast member at the door. They are extremely limiting the number of people that can go in. If they hit capacity, they are keeping the door closed. And again, it's why the smartphone, and we've talked in past episodes about something like a fuel rod or an anchor battery charger are so key. You're going to enter your cell phone, scan the QR code, enter your cell phone number to get on the gift shop waiting list, and you'll get a text when it's your turn to come in. You can wander the lobby or right outside of all of the gift shops. They have those six-foot marking spaces for four to five families to wait. When you get somewhere bigger, like Screen Door over at Boardwalk, or I was at both of the big gift shops in the Contemporary, you'll find that most of the gift shop doors are open. Again, keeping them open so that people don't have to touch the handles to get into them or out of them. And any gift shop that has more than one door has a very clear entrance and exit. And it says, you know, do not enter here if it's the exit, exit only. There's signage within the gift shop directing you to the exit. It doesn't mean, unlike those supermarket aisles where they don't want you to turn around, you can certainly, you know, wander the gift shop like you've always wandered. 
but they are limiting the capacity and nobody is walking right into each other. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, they've also closed the fitting rooms mm-hmm. and they're highly encouraging contactless payment, which translate into English. Please don't pay cash. That's what they're basically saying. Sure. Use your magic band, use a credit card. Um, I will give a fair shout out to them. They have the limited supplies of the different new Disney masks that just were supposed to be available as of last week that everybody ordered like a month ago on Shop Disney. So you can get those in the resorts. They don't have all of them. They all have different ones. But the thing that was interesting to me is right above the masks, they took out of their section where they normally have aspirin and all of those um, health and beauty products you need. And they moved their their little containers of hand sanitizer over to the same display as the mask. If they're able to keep up with the supply of them, kudos to Disney. I'm paying more than $1.79 for the little hand sanitizer that I put in my purse that I'm buying in New Jersey that I can get in a Disney gift shop for $1.79. So it is definitely the bargain of Disney at the moment. Yeah, difficult to keep up with. All right, let's go uh, a little bit rapid fire here, uh, moving away from gift shops to your pools and your gyms. Um, what is the capacity? Are they are they are they open? Are they limited? Where everything are we at is open. Um, well, I shouldn't say everything. Some of the like Storm Along Bay over at Beach Club and Yacht Club that we've talked about is closed, but those resorts have additional pools. Um, every resort has at least one pool open. They've again, they really have tried so hard to think of everything. They've done groupings of chairs around the pools. There's groups of two and three are the most popular, but there are some groupings of four and five. The groupings are six feet apart. Again, there's warnings before you go in and multiple within the pool to please not move the chairs because they are socially distant. We had talked Um, about in a last show about um, life jackets for the kids. Where do they stand the with those? life jackets are still available and everything that the CDC has come out with, the pool is the best spot to kill any virus. So the chlorine is sanitizing those life jackets regularly. Okay. Uh, anything that's, that's unavailable or anything else that you want to mention about the gym or the pool? Uh, the gyms are on a more limited capacity. They also, for instance, when there's three treadmills in a row, the middle treadmill is not available. Right. Going back to what we talked about with the signage, all of the things in the gym that have a digital display before you can get on, you're getting that same sign that we talked about at the beginning of the show. Don't forget to wear your mask. You can't have a temperature, socially distanced. So they're really hammering that home everywhere they can. Some of the things that are not available are some of the, we'll call them larger than life games that we sometimes see. Like there's that oversized chess game that they have here. They can't continually sanitize those pieces. So they've temporarily removed that. When I was over at Wilderness Lodge, they weren't doing the ping pong, but the foosball table was still out. So again, I have in my purse um, Clorox to-go wipes, just a little thing, a little package that I got in the travel section that I keep with me. It's got like 10 wipes in it. Wipe down the foosball handles and play foosball. You're good to go. Okay. Um, all right. Let's 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 try to wrap this up as, as succinctly as possible here. Getting around. That's always been a concern of mine once we get there. 
there's been some conversation about buses, monorails, minivans. Dispel any rumors. Give us the information that you saw today. So there's a lot of rumors. And the reason there's rumors is we don't have all the answers. So I'm going to be very upfront about that. I can tell you that minivans aren't running. I can tell you that the sky gondolas and the monorails are not running. Monorails should start running when the park opens. The sky gondolas, they have not committed to an opening date. And the reason behind that is that Caribbean Beach, when we've talked about in past episodes that the monorails meet at that transportation ticket center, that's really the hub of the monorails. The hub of the sky gondolas is in Caribbean Beach, and that resort will not be opening when the park opens. It's going to open shortly after. So they said they're still in discussion whether they would open the gondolas, even with that resort not being open, or if they're going to wait on that. So we don't know. Um, Uber and Lyft, I definitely say to people, a thousand percent use at your own risk. I mean, you have no idea what that Uber driver is or isn't doing for sanitation. So if that's the route that you're going to have to go and use an Uber, again, check your travel sections of your stores. I have a two ounce Lysol spray with me. Ask the driver, can I spray your car first? Are you okay with that? You know, do things proactively to protect yourself. What about the buses? That was my biggest concern, and I've met with bus drivers now. Um, They're, again, they're working really hard to implement as many things as they can. The buses have a limited capacity now of a maximum, not necessarily always, but a maximum of 20 people. They've divided the bus into sections. There are three-seat sections with dividers in between. So your family might need one section. It might need two. But nobody from another family is going to, like, turn to their left and cough or breathe on you because there's that divider. When they can't distance from one seat to the next, the seats are marked, do not sit here. Nobody is allowed on the bus without a mask. When the bus reaches its final destination, so for instance, I'm at Riviera. Right now, the buses are only running from the resorts to Disney Springs. That's what's open. They got to Riviera. They let the people off. Before they will board the bus again, all of the doors are open. It is a four-minute airing out process. And so it's four minutes that the bus is waiting when it pulls in before it will start to board people. If you're someplace like Saratoga Springs where it's got multiple stops, once they pull into a resort, they're doing it at the first stop. So every bus is getting it every time. So the bus got it for four minutes at Riviera. It took those people to Disney Springs, dropped off. And before it let people back on at Disney Springs, it aired out for four minutes again. Got it. Okay. All right. Last thing for me. What about the the opening right now did you just not love? For me, I noticed some things that other people might not notice. Um, If you've been to the Grand Floridian, when you walk in the front door, I am always in awe of their vase of flowers. And I continually try to figure out how they can have something that big and that gorgeous and how expensive that vase of flowers must be. I didn't see those vases in any of the deluxe resorts. 
I also found that some of the quick service locations were lacking a little bit in all the foofy cupcakes that we used to. And none of the bars have turned on their slushy machines. So my favorite blue Moscato was not to be had this evening. Um, but I am told by all of them that they are very, very short-term things. Again, the resorts have not even been open 24 hours yet. We're at hour 13 and a half is where we're recording. Um, and I was assured that if I gave it till the end of the week, I'd see everything back that I feel is missing. And again, those are just those little extra Disney touches that other people won't miss. They're things I just associate with Disney. Overall, I can't tell you how excited I am to be here, how much magic I do believe there is in the air, and the overall impression of everybody is so joyful and so much fun. Let's run down the list of what resorts are open. So they've opened only the Disney Vacation Club side of the resort. And what I mean by that, for our first example of what's open, the Boardwalk Resort is open but only the villas side, not the resort rooms. And that'll be the same at the Polynesian, the Grand Floridian, the Contemporary, the Beach Club. Um, Then we also have Riviera Resort, obviously, where I am, Saratoga Springs, Old Key West, and Animal Kingdom Lodge, Kidani Village. Okay. Okay. Anything else as far as resorts that you want to mention that may or may not be open or that are opening soon? Just to We've get got a way. lot coming on board. Again, they're trying, especially my personal take, this is just a guess, is that the transportation that we talked about is one of the driving factors in how we're opening things. So July 10th, um, Jumbo House will open, Disney's Pop Century, and the main part of Disney's Contemporary Resort. July 29th, Caribbean Beach comes on board. So again, we hope to see the gondolas no later than July 29th. August 12th, they'll add in Disney's Art of Animation and the resort side of Disney's Polynesian Village. August 24th, Disney's Yacht Club and Beach Club will join the already open Beach Club Villas. September 21st, Disney's Grand Floridian comes on for the regular resort rooms joining the villas that are already open. October 1st, Disney's Boardwalk Resort and October 14th, Coronado Springs Resort. So I haven't named them all, obviously. We have others that we're waiting on dates on. And part of that will depend on people making reservations and occupancy. So I do think it's important at this time that we mentioned that the DVC, the Disney Vacation Club resorts are in fact open. Uh, And today's show is sponsored by the folks over at DVCnews.com. For more than a decade, DVC News has provided the latest news and information regarding the Disney Vacation Club timeshare program and its member resorts. Visit them at DVCnews.com where you can sign up for their email newsletter or look for them at Facebook.com forward slash DVC News or Twitter.com forward slash DVC News. Sandy, I know it's been a long day for you. I do thank you for carving out the time. I know it's a little bit longer than one of our normal shows would be, but I think it's such an unprecedented time and your access today I think will put a lot of people's minds at ease and, and get them excited for the next vacation. I hope they have as much fun whenever their next trip is as I've had today. 
That's our wrap tonight on Let's Talk Diz. Don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories. Wow.